Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. This is the first thing that I'm doing after having like put my desk together and unpacked officially. So uh, one of my clients a couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago, was like, it just doesn't feel like you're settled. I don't know. I don't know what that is, but it just doesn't seem like you're settled. And I was like, oh, that's because I'm not. Um, That's because we moved back to Ambler, but we moved to the third floor and then the second floor apartment, which is superior in every way, uh, became available. And so we just sat with our boxes not unpacked for more than a month while waiting for this apartment to clear. So yesterday, we got the go-ahead, and now um, the furniture is set up, and, you know, the, the, the larger pieces of furniture are exactly where they need to go. I have my desk again. I have, like, my tools and my candles and my letters and my books and, my, like, just my stuff. And I'm not all that materialistic, but if you take away all of someone's stuff except for, like, a book bag for seven weeks, it turns out they do like stuff. <laughs> So some, somewhere between like a backpack and a carry-on and like, you know, a mansion, that's, that's my, I like stuff. I like having a place to sit and I like having a desk, you know, like these really, really basic things that when they're taken away, you're like, oh my God, I didn't even know that could be taken away. And when you get it back, it's even better. So that's where I am. I went quiet. I didn't report because I didn't want you to worry. There was nothing to worry about. It was just like living in boxes and um <laughs> living in boxes is uh is not it's not ideal it was very 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 just frat house um and that's over now so i'm here and the first thing i did was sit down and be like i need to write something and then um i saw this magical uh thing that i had already written i was like oh my god this applies to everyone right now so We're in this little tiny window two weeks before the American election. And even if you're not American, you know it's going to impact you because uh, that's how it works. Um, So I wanted to get this in as a a sort of introspective exercise and a different lens through which to view the entirety of this year of 2020. That it isn't just this one horrible bad thing, but that it's... uh, it's a lot of bad 
and this is the only way that I've found to sort of cope with the overwhelming amounts of bad, if that makes sense. Um, so I'm going to read a really vulnerable thing called what I've learned in 2020, an incomplete list. And then I'm going to share with you in some capacity why I feel like you might care. So I'm going to give you the very vulnerable specifics. And I don't really want to share with you the very vulnerable specifics, but I'm gonna. (laughs) And then I'm going to ask you to share the very vulnerable specifics. You share them with you, that there's a spot in you that I would like to open up so that you can see 2020 a little differently. Because if we just focus on, okay, get through 2020, 2021 will be better. Um, the coronavirus is not just going to magically honor that it's January 1st, 2021. So this is over. Um, there's a certain amount of like resiliency and endurance and internalizing and exploring that has to be done. And that's what I want to help you with right now. So what I've learned in 2020 and incomplete list, uh, to wield fire. I, I'm not going to give you any commentary on this. I'm just going to read it. Here we go. To wield fire, to pack and smoke a joint. To breathe into my body through police drones and police helicopters and federal agent vans snatching people from the streets and sensationalized tales of what's happening right over there. To breathe into my body through bear being tear gassed along with the mayor, through COVID and near deadly allergies and drowning in feelings, through white supremacy's newest iterations, through the wild flailings of my own soul, through exile, thousands of miles from those I love, through grandma's death and holding a proxy funeral my relatives, while my relatives gathered far away. To breathe into my body and regulate my feelings even in abject terror, even in the face of actual proud boys holding an actual goddamn rally, their flags waving hate and hate and hate. To support myself in all the ways, not just financially, spiritually, emotionally, physically, energetically, To support others in deeper, wider, broader, bigger, and ever more expansive ways. To hold space for breathwork 54 times. To consume more chi and less food science. To savor the perfect midsummer strawberry. To commune with bamboo. To befriend the local squirrels. To carry peanuts and share them with crows. To tuck tiny treasures into strangers' gardens. To walk with my head high to punch, to strike, to walk through worst-case scenarios until I'm sure I won't have a freeze response to a man following me in the dark with his dick out. Side note, that was an actual thing the bear had to actually help me prepare for because there was an actual man who was actually just like wandering the streets of the neighborhood late at night with his dick out and no one did anything about it. Back to the list. (laughs) To look a spider in the eye and acknowledge the endless work of web weaving. To care for spider bites on my body. To pee in the wilderness quickly and efficiently. To find and enjoy all available whales. To think seven steps ahead, which really means to pack snacks and toilet paper no matter what. To cook three meals a day, seven days a week, times months on end. To wear a mask. To make others fall down laughing despite the mask. To be here and here and here. The hardest of all, here, right now, again, with each breath. And that might just seem really fucking self-indulgent, so I'm going to take a moment to say probably that is really self-indulgent, and I wanted to just make the space of, like, this is what I have learned to get to this part, which is the part that you actually care about. Um, Nelson Mandela's personal mantra was, I win or I learn, I can't lose. 
I put that, like I wrote it on an index card and put it on the refrigerator immediately. <laughs> if you can believe this phrase to be true, just try it on. I win or I learn, I can't lose. Then I can guarantee that you've done about 63 shit tons of learning this year. Uh, maybe it's been hard. Spoiler alert, I know it's been hard. Uh, and maybe you most definitely don't want to learn anything else. I'm with you. But I can guarantee that this year has been a smorgasbord of lessons with a capital L. Anything that we have not faced personally um, or in relationship or collectively, we're facing it now. And so instead of, I just keep losing, I just keep losing, I just keep losing, I just keep losing, which is true, and there's a spot for grief, and that's a different thing. Um, These spots where it just feels like you're just losing. I win or I learn. I can't lose. So with that lens, which is, by the way, completely honest, like it's, this is bullshit, this is garbage, this is terrible, and also, if you're learning things, then the life curriculum is working, Because when we stop learning, we stop growing. And when we stop growing, we just sort of implode. So what have you learned? I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions and riff a little bit. And the goal here is like grab a notebook, grab a pen, grab an analog material, even if it's like the back of your electric bill, and write a few things down. Because it doesn't have to be big and long and complex and a six-page journal entry. The goal here is to acknowledge like, oh, If I view this year as like a big learning year, like a big curriculum, instead of just victimhood and horror and blame and awful, it helps me be more mentally resilient, even if nothing else has changed. So that's where I am. I'm coming to you on the other side of two decades of depression going, wow, I'm not depressed right now. What the fuck has changed? And one of the things that's changed is that I've learned to mine my life for lessons and then stop resisting those lessons when they present themselves. Like, listen, kelp, this isn't going to go away just because you refuse to learn it. It's going to keep circling back and circling back and circling back. So where within you can you make some shifts and changes and learn some things during this otherwise horrific, exhausting, terrible, difficult time? The only thing I can think that makes it okay is that we're learning and when we learn, we change and grow and when we change and grow, we open up new possibilities and opening up new possibilities is vital life-giving work in this moment. So what have you learned? Which is like, I don't know what I've learned, but if something comes up, write it down. What have you actually learned this year that like in 2019, you had no fucking clue and in 2020, you do. What is working on you in you or through you at this moment. It might be a concept, like I win or I learn, I can't lose. Uh, It might be a series of pressures that are working on you. It might be something someone said that's really awesome or that's really terrible. What is working on you, in you, or through you at this moment? And it's okay if you're like, I don't fucking know. That question's too hard. Cool, here's the next question. (laughs) Which beliefs got shattered. That's often a painful experience when beliefs get shattered, but it's also like, oh, I see that there was, there was something that was really brittle there and that wouldn't let me handle it, uh, handle seeing that. And now that I've seen that, there's a bunch of learning to do in this particular area. So which beliefs got shattered? Because those are places that open up learning 
even if it's painful, even if it's difficult, even if it's reckoning with what is and with what is is a horror. At least you're working with what is and not with beliefs that are not in any way true. Which beliefs got stronger? What are you more committed to than ever? So the opposite of the pain of which beliefs got shattered, which beliefs got stronger? What do you believe in now more than ever? Those are really, really good places to go within yourself. Do you believe more in friendship now than you ever did? Do you believe more in family? Do you believe more in education? Do you believe more in being together in the same space, breathing air? Do you believe more in hugs? Do you see... um, What do you see? Just write it down. That's where you're learning. And where you're learning, you're growing. Where you're growing, there's room for new possibilities. And then just to get really honest about it, where have you discovered strength you didn't know you had? If someone was like, listen, Kelp, you're going to have COVID before it has a name in 2019. And then in 2020, the allergies from your lungs being so weak and moving to Portland will nearly kill you a second time. And you'll just be so excited that you can breathe for a few weeks that that will be like the highlight of your February, that you can breathe again. That's really difficult to, to walk past uh, the door to death twice in, uh, in a few months. It's really difficult. And I discovered strength I didn't know I had. So yeah, that sucked. That fucking sucked. It's awful. The effects of COVID over the long term are tricky and challenging and they suck. And I continue to find strength I didn't know I had. So I'm not in any way saying it's a good thing I got COVID or it's a good thing that my allergies almost killed me or it's a good thing that I moved to Portland even. I can't do that. That is some serious Pollyanna whitewashing bullshit because it ain't true. But I have discovered strength I didn't know I had. And taking the time to mine who I am and what's happening at this point is so helpful. To be like, Kelp, you're a lot stronger than you, than you were at the beginning of this year. Physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. You're doing the work. And also, just to be clear, because asshole brain's going to hop in here, if you didn't almost die twice in the past year, that doesn't discount the fact that you have a great deal of strength that you didn't know you had. If you have children and you are still alive and have not killed any of them even, you have discovered strength you didn't know you had. Please don't discount the fact that, um, that having kids is a really big deal. If you are doing caregiving for someone, and you've been increasingly lonely, increasingly unsupported, increasingly it's just you and this person that you have to care for, regardless of how old they are, moms, aunts, uncles, grandmas, cousins, or children, um, you have discovered strength you didn't know you had. Please give yourself credit. Please. Where have you found springs of endurance or aptitude you didn't know existed? And I'm using the word spring here because it seems like it comes from someplace beyond you. And it's endurance of like, you're here, you're still, you're listening, you're here, you got this, right? Um, Or springs of aptitude that you didn't know existed. Like it turns out I'm really good at knowing where objects are in space and time. And that if I pack something, I remember where I've packed it and I can unpack it very easily because we've moved so much 
But I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That particular thing is in that bag. It's like right in the middle. It's a little bit down. Weird, weird things. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Now I know. Now I know. Neither good nor bad, just now you know. How have you surprised yourself this year in the best possible way? So this is not a door to how have you surprised yourself this year with how much you suck? (laughs) That's not it. That's not a good question. We're not going to ask that question. How have you surprised yourself this year in the best possible way? And it's anything. You learned a new skill. You got really good at baking bread. You were actually really helpful with your neighbor or your kid or your nieces and nephews. It's actually okay with you that pandemic is doing and you're actually thriving. How have you surprised yourself this year in the best possible way? And what I mean by that is where you are thriving, please don't beat yourself up. We do not need all all of the billions of people on this planet to be in the shit at the same time. Some of us have to be thriving. Some of us have to be okay some days. So allow for that. Allow for like, oh my God, yeah, I surprised myself and it was great. Write it down. It's a thing you learned. How have you shown up for yourself and for others in ways you would have deemed absolutely impossible as little as six months ago? So we're seven months into the virus. And so you had that first you like well depending on where you are seven to nine months into this right where have you shown up for yourself or for others in ways you would have deemed absolutely impossible as little as six months ago because I guarantee you've done some shit that was like wow that's really surprising I can't even believe I made it to there cool And then what are you committed to learning or doing as the pandemic rolls on? Because this, I think the most dangerous thing about the pandemic, um, aside from its deadly nature, obviously, that's number one. But number two is the sense that like we can't keep living right now. We just have to wait this thing out. And then the real quote unquote real life will resume in a few months or years instead of like, Real life is happening right now. This is, this is reality. There's a pandemic sort of squeezing the globe and exposing every dark spot that we've ever tried to ignore. What are you committed to learning or doing as the pandemic rolls on? That can be a really big thing. Like you're going to remodel your whole house from top to bottom. It can be a really small thing. Like I'm going to read this book. It's not about judging the size or scope. It's about making a commitment that this can happen even though the pandemic is happening, right? So it's not holding a concert with 60,000 people, right? That's not a thing to commit to learning or doing. (laughs) What can you commit to learning or doing in the next year as the pandemic rolls on? Instead of just trying to sort of push the like, make it go faster button, make it be 2022 button, make this be over button. That's not the button we're trying to push right now. Um, if you need a reason for that, I believe uh, it's... There's a movie with Adam Sandler and he gets a remote control to just fast forward through the hard stuff. Spoiler alert, he misses all the good stuff too. So um, what are you learning? I'm going to ask all the questions again sort of fairly quickly. And again, just pick one and scribble. It doesn't have to be a big deal. But I want to give you this opportunity to see the entirety of 2020 through a different lens that is not how have I failed, how have I sucked, what is hard, and where have have I given up hope in humanity. 
Those seem to be the questions everyone is asking. Um, and those are fair questions. Those are good questions. But those questions are never going to lead you inside you to a place where you're actually stable, you're actually all right, and you actually maybe possibly have like 3% more hope than you did yesterday. That's where I want to take you. So the questions again, what is working on you, in you, or through you at this moment? Which beliefs got shattered? Which beliefs got stronger? Where have you discovered strength you didn't know you had? Where have you found springs of endurance or aptitude you didn't know existed? How have you surprised yourself this year in the best possible way? How have you shown up for yourself and for others in ways you would have deemed absolutely impossible as little as six months ago? What are you committed to learning or doing as the pandemic rolls on? And if being committed to learning or doing as the pandemic rolls on feels like, oh, oh, give me something. Um, I I was hoping that you would ask that. (laughs) Because a commitment to being present is a big, huge, giant thing to commit to. Like That's sort of the, like, if I can pick one for you as a commitment, a commitment to just being here with what is, is very, very valuable, particularly to those in the world who are vulnerable. It will be increasingly tempting to check out, opt out, ignore, or pretend away the effects of this pandemic over the next few months and years. All I want in the world is a Nintendo Switch, and I can play it for 10 to 70 hours a day, and I won't ever have to come back to this reality, and that is why I don't have a Nintendo Switch, which is not a judgment of you. That's not the point. I personally... I know how it would go and I can't do it, right? Your mind is going to tell you that it's all too much. Give up. Stop looking. Stop trying. That is classic asshole brain. We've been talking about that for a lot of years now. And you don't have to listen when it goes on another tirade. It's going to say the same shit all the time. It's going to say you're too much. You're not enough. You have no power. Give up. Stop looking. Stop trying. Stop paying attention. Stop Stop giving this any effort whatsoever just sort of curl into yourself and wait for it to be done that is what asshole brain will do this is the opposite of that please take the time to acknowledge all of the ways you are learning growing developing changing responding helping and adapting to this year as it unfolds because from here i can see that you're doing your best it's hard of course it's hard it doesn't feel like enough. Of course it doesn't. When there, when there are billions of people suffering, your personal one-person effort will never feel like enough. That's just part of it. I see that you're tired. I know that you're grumpy. And sometimes you're just plain mean. I get it. I know these things because I am these things too. <laughs> and also, you're alive. You're learning. And you're loved. Please don't forget those three things. You're alive, you're learning, and you're loved. Thank you so, so much for listening. I went a little long. I got super stoked on the questions, but I hope that those questions help. If you want to share them with me, kay at kristenkelp.com. Shoot them over via email. I would love to know what you've learned. And if you don't, that's awesome too. The goal is for you to do the work and know that you're alive, 
you're learning and you're loved. And if you can remember those things deep in your fucking soul, you're going to be better off than the people who don't believe those three things and don't know those three things and the core of their being. Cool. So thank you so much for listening. Um, I will see you when I see you, but I hope this has been helpful. And if you are at all interested in getting secret podcasts, as well as access to monthly breath work, some snail mail, some speakeasy time to just talk together, uh, that is at Together, uh, which is, um, you can find that on the website at kristenkelp.com. We'll shoot you right over to Together and talk about how to uh, do soul care for 22 bucks a month. You can still join. It's amazing. We're having a good time and uh, I hope to see you there. So check out Together, check out the monthly course, and, um, and I wish you all the best. May you remember that you are alive, you're learning, and you're loved. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine, while quietly, or not so quietly, scream-sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month, on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.